Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Okay, testing, testing, testing. Here comes Ahab the Aram. How is it? Good. And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is the man who has once whipped a man across the ass with a car antenna, but that was for a good reason, Chad Lindsay. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, the car antenna. <laughs> that was so... Oh, man. That's the beauty. That's the, that's the just beauty of this movie is it's got some real corny stuff that... That I that just make it really funny. <laughs> I know, right? That car antenna scene kills me every time I see it. I, I forgot about it, right? And I don't know how you forget about that, right? But he pulls his pants down. He's like, kiss my ass right on my tattoo. And he, he fucking spanks him. Like it's Oh, it's I had forgotten about that until the rewatch. And I, as soon as he started to do it, I went, oh, my God. Because I remembered watching this yes. in the theater. And... Jackie snapping that antenna off and slapping his ass with it and thinking, holy shit, that would hurt so That much. would hurt. So- <laughs> metal car antenna across yeah. your soft ass. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Antonio's. <laughs> Angelo's soft oh, ass. Angelo just whipped his ass. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, Rumble in the Bronx, 1995. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about this one to get into jackie chan's sort of breakout hollywood role you can kind of draw a direct line from this movie right to you know shanghai noon and and rush hour and all those because this was the one that kind of introduced him to the whole north american market really yeah on a broader scale for sure like that's the that's the thing like for for us and fans of martial arts films you know i i really had a fun time watching this film like when it first came out i saw it in the theater as well this yep. is one of the ones that we didn't go together, but I had a really fun time watching it. It's not my favorite uh, Jackie Chan film, but just just had a had a great laugh. And I was thinking about this when I was driving home. Like, you know, we love martial arts films and we love all the martial arts films, the good ones, the bad ones, the cheesy ones. And just how yep. different it is, because we go from Steven Seagal out for justice, which is just this freight train of absolute violence and then yep. we go into something incredibly story and character driven like the karate kid and then we go into this which is like an action comedy you know they're all martial arts films but they're so different and you can appreciate each one for exactly what it is yeah 100 percent. you can really see the hong kong influence here and you can see his his influences in old silence movies, you know, the Buster Keatons and the Charlie Chaplins yeah. and, you know, how much he was influenced by those kind of guys that did their stunts and had all the crazy setups and stuff like that, that is sort of a hallmark now of, of Jackie Chan. He's kind of carried that, that kind of thing on. Very cool. Very cool to check out. So yeah, let's get into this again. Five sections as always. Uh, this had a budget of 7.5 million. There was a bit of a confusion because box office, when I looked it up, one site said 76 million overall and another several i think more reputable probable sites went up to 32.4 million for box office so that seems like the more 
the more accurate one. I kind of put 32.4 through a, a calculator for 1995 to 2021 dollars, and it was still only like 56 million. Right. So I don't know where they're getting 76 million from, but so it seems like the more accurate one is 32.4 million. Well, maybe one was uh, North American and one was international. Maybe, but that's a big difference. Might have been worldwide. Yeah, that is a big difference. It's it's more than double, right? So I don't know what's up with that. Anyway, 32.4 on a 7.5 uh, budget is is good, you know, and and definitely classifies it as a hit. So uh, with this movie shot in Vancouver, doubling in as the Bronx here, originally they wanted, the producers wanted to title it Rumble in Vancouver, <laughs> but that doesn't really roll off the tongue. Yeah, because they couldn't shoot in the Bronx, so they shot it in Vancouver, which is why there's like, it looks nothing like the <laughs> New York when you see the city. Yeah. But yeah, so they wanted to retitle it, and then they were like, "Nah, it's this is stupid." Like Rumble in the Bronx is so much better of a title. Rumble in and Vancouver. They just tried to do what they could. Like, like Can you imagine that's so lame. Rumble in Vancouver. So stupid. Rumble in Burnaby. We were just outside Vancouver. <laughs> we were in Burnaby. <laughs> that Jackie Chan movie, Rumble in Kamloops. <laughs> Cam- like, <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> So yeah, the first the first section here we get <laughs> Jackie as uh, as Kyung uh, arriving in the United States here. He meets Uncle Bill and uh, he's a, a cop from Hong Kong who comes to see Uncle Bill for his wedding here. They go to Uncle Bill's market. He's selling this market and uh Kyung then helps the new owners and he ends up seeing the motorcycle gang here. Uh he goes to Uncle Bill's wedding and he has a fight with the neighborhood gang at the shop. And that's kind of the first little chunk here. So there's a fairly uneventful little first section here where he's flying to the United States and he goes to the Uncle Bill's place here. It's in a kind of a rough area when they say, oh no, my my place isn't here. It's in the Bronx. A rough area. He's got this giant ass apartment though. This 3,000 3, square foot apartment in the Bronx that costs him <laughs> 20 million a month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the apartment size was uh, was 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 a bit large. For, well, it's like uh, that. It's York, like the Friends but... one, right? You know, some... yeah, exactly. Eight million per month. <laughs> it's five thousand square foot apartment. <laughs> well, back in '05, I was in like San Francisco, and my one bedroom was three grand a month, and that was in 2005. In the Bron- in New York, that kind of apartment, Jesus. Uh, we get a little quick scene here in the apartment of. Jackie Chan doing his little Wing Chun dummy bit, which was pretty awesome to see. I really dug that. Nice. How he kind of slowly builds. Yeah, because Jackie Chan would have been like 40, but he's he still looks amazing. And not like 40s old or anything. I yeah, mean, we're right. way the fuck older than that. But, <sighs> you know, he, he uh, you know, he hits it. He's smooth. He's fluid. It's, 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 a, it's a nice little way to let the audience know. I mean, you know, because if you're not a big Jackie Chan fan, you might not be familiar with his work at this time yeah, if you yeah, lived in North America. And seeing him kind of start hitting it, and he hits it hard, and then he gradually builds the speed up, and all of a sudden he's like, <clears throat> he's just railing on the thing and then the kid in the wheelchair danny comes in and sees him and it's it's so cheesy yeah great moves you're number one like <laughs> yeah you're number one like the other thing to mention is it's it's very clear that all of the all of the voice work is done in avr so the the facial expressions and the voices don't quite match because i'm pretty sure that that's a like that's a thirty-year-old woman doing Danny's voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you're really cool. You're number one. You're number one. You're like a middle-aged woman. Yeah, yeah. Everything was. Uh, Jackie Chan spoke uh, Cantonese through the entire movie for his dialogue, and pretty much all of the others 
most of the all of the Canadian actors, obviously, and actresses, and uh, pretty much everybody else spoke English, just their native language. And then they just did everything after the fact and dubbed the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. And then they leave uh, they leave Uncle Bill's apartment here, and they go to the market to check that out. And uh, we see uh, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Uncle's wife, who he's marrying. Yeah, what's what's up with this man? Over the what top. What is up with this? I think they're just going for slapsticky comedy, to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it is yeah. over the top. It's, it's, oh, my goodness. You know, like the crazy, super over the top, kissy, kissy face. And Jackie's like big wide eyed behind yeah. him. Like, Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. I honestly think it's just slapsticky. I think he, yeah. like Jackie Chan is aiming for a movie that can be watched by everybody and even kids, I think. Like, I know when he was, we're going to get to it, I think, in the next section, maybe, or maybe the one after, where the the alleyway scene with the bottles. He was really concerned about that scene and sort of the aftermath of that scene because it's a lot more blood than is normally shown in his movies. And he was really worried about that scene, like kids watching the movie and being kind of freaked out. So I think he was he was kind of freaked. I think that's why you get this kind of over-the-top slapsticky comedy like Uncle Bill and his wife here in the store. Because he's kind of aiming yeah. for that middle of the road kind of almost kid kid type humor. I think that's what it is anyway. Very good. So yeah, we're at the store. At the store, Kyung is he's getting put to work already, and uh, the buyers come in. The new the new lady buyer comes in, and they see the, they get the the gag with the one way mirror. Jackie flexing and stuff and squeezing a pimple and all that stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, him flexing was awesome. That was really because only Jackie Chan only Jackie Chan can pull off like some of the. Some of the outfits he wears in this film is so 90s. Like, at one point, he's wearing, like, oh, a the- sleeveless, skin-tight mock turtleneck. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> And high-waisted <laughs> jeans. And you're just like... And the underwear singlet. Where, where, where did you get... Yeah. <laughs> like, where do you even buy that? Like, where are you... <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, it's... It's got a lot of really good, like, comedic slapstick beats throughout the uh, throughout the film. Yeah, he's great at that. He's really good at that. And they get the giant limousine, that giant white limo pulling up here and the, the foreshadowing of the, I don't want to scratch on this car, not one scratch. You know, <laughs> that whole yes. that whole foreshadowing bit. And then we get the sort of transition here to the nighttime with Jackie in, the, uh, in Uncle Bill's apartment and he's kind of looking out into the alleyway and we see the motorcycle gang racing their cars uh, this is where he is in his little singlet under <laughs> underwear thing, and he sees the the motorbike cr- crew come up in all their crazy dune bugginess. Yeah, they're doing like a they're doing like a like a cartoon like Mad Max Road Warrior gang, and you know these guys are doing some sort of street race. They're hanging a bag of money down at the end, and you know <laughs> yeah. whoever can drive their whoever can drive their bikes over the rows of cars. And uh, grab that satchel of money at the end, uh, you know, gets to take home the prize, which is, you know, the thing that's so good about his films, like when he's like freaking out, he's like, uncle, uncle, give me your keys, give me your keys and all that stuff. We talked when we did uh, two episodes uh, ago, we talked about, you know, like Steven Seagal and, you know, he thought William Forsyth was, you know, like. (laughs) Uh, upstaging him yes. and you know he he never gets hit once and that's the thing that is so wonderful about Jackie Chan and his skills is he kind of goofs on himself and you know he's he's not always confident and like he sees him going down the street and just his acting like his facial expressions where he, he looks down the road and he's like oh, 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 and he's 
he's just he's panicking like he's not afraid to not be cool yeah yeah exactly again you know like i i i really appreciate that about his overall performance aside from his martial arts and acrobatics you know his his comedic timing is just beautiful yeah the the realization when he's looking sort of over the balcony and he sees the gang initially he's kind of like oh look at this yeah exactly. and then they kind of yeah, <laughs> they zip down and then <laughs> when they say go and the chicks start to ride over the cars you can see the change in his face of like oh what are they oh and then he looks down and sees the limo and realizes, like, the the realization of, holy shit, they're going to crush the car. <laughs> they're going to crush the car. Oh, my God, like, what do I do? Uncle, then, uncle. And he's trying to wake his uncle yeah. up and he won't. And his uncle's, his uncle's just toe up sawing logs. His uncle just <laughs> his doesn't move. He must be used to living in the Bronx, right, with all the noise of the bikes coming and the cars being smashed and him, <laughs> Jackie Chan, screaming. And I don't know, like, that limo is pretty cool, but it looks like something fucking Red Skull would, like, you know show up to fight captain america in <laughs> and and like he's just panicking and then he jumps down the the like it's a it's just a really cool opening to kind of show us who this guy is and it's uh it's a it's a cool it like hits all of the jackie chan trademarks really yeah it does like like you said he makes fun of himself he's out in the street in his underwear now and now he's realizes that he's locked out <laughs> like he's uncle yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh the, the cool little motorbike stunts here where they're driving up over all the cars and stuff and this is where two of the stunt women here broke their wrists and legs and stuff in this scene jumping off the cars like a couple of the stunt people got fucked up pretty good pretty good i think the girl really oh yeah the girl that plays nancy francois yip i believe her name is broke her leg in this in this scene and one of the other stunt women wait do the girl yeah with the girl that plays nancy is she the actual stunt woman she's really I don't the, think she's a stunt woman. I think she was just on the motorbike or something and something like, I know. Okay. I don't know if it's actually, I should clarify that. I don't know if that's in this scene, but I know she broke her leg at some point during the movie doing something. Oh. I think it was in this scene, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know one of the other stunt women broke leg or wrist or something like one of them got their ass kicked. I mean, I know that like safety is a concern and stuff like that, but I remember when super cop came out and Michelle Yeoh has to jump a motorcycle onto a moving train. Yes. She'd never done it before. Yeah, she'd never done it before, and they were like, "All right, well, you know, we'll just practice and <laughs> well, do it. first time for everything, first try, <laughs> <laughs> first time for everything, everybody." Yeah, and she legit did it, like you know, uh, you know, first time doing that type of stunt. Yeah, and uh, and pulled it off. So it's uh, it's a it's a good little scene, and then the cops come, and all the all the bikers just you know scatter, and it's kind of like a mix. It's kind of a mix because you got like the 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 dirt bike guys and then there's like hell's angels mixed in there with them that, <laughs> yeah. I'm like what's, what's going on there's fucking atvs and dune the buggies, dune buggy with the like, red lights just... all wrapped around it and like what are you guys going for here like <laughs> this is just like what kind of gang is this <laughs> motley crew of oh. societal rejects <laughs> hey and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me... Don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or 
you can get over six hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo Crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.